0: welcome back to blowing off steam with wesley kettle today we'll be talking about malaysian flight 370. let's get into it please clap today we will be talking about malaysian flight 370 which was a mysterious disappearance of a plane Over what they think was the southwestern Indian Ocean. Now they don't know if it was a pilot suicide or a mechanical malfunction. But uh, you will see the evidence. And you can decide for yourself what you think it is. But before we get into that. I would like to mention that last week. I was talking about something called the Leviathan. I believe is how it's pronounced. But it's a giant prehistoric whale that was able to prey on megalodons. And I had mentioned that last week because I thought it was something, and it was. So I just wanted to mention that. Now let's get into our topic for the week. Now Flight 370 took off at 1241 in the morning and reached a cruising altitude of 35,000 feet at 101 a.m. The Aircraft Communication Addressing and Reporting System, ACARS, which is what I'm going to call it from now on. I'm not going to say the Aircraft Communication Addressing and Reporting System. Cause that's annoying. ACARS, which sent data about the aircraft's performance, sent its last transmission at 107 a.m. and was then switched off. The last voice communication from the crew occurred at 1.19 a.m. and at 1.21 a.m., the plane's transponder, which communicated with air traffic control, was switched off just as the plane was about to enter Vietnamese airspace over the South China Sea. Now... At 1.30 a.m., Malaysian military and civilian radar began tracking the plane as it turned around and then flew southwest over the Malay Peninsula and then northwest over the Strait of Malacca. At 2.22 a.m., Malaysian military radar lost contact with the plane over the Andaman Sea. A satellite in orbit over the Indian Ocean received hourly signals from Flight 370 and last detected the plane at 8.11 a.m. Initial searches for the plane concentrated over the South China Sea. Now, I don't know why China would allow them to do all this, probably because they don't want to look suspicious. Because if the plane crashed over the South China Sea, China might have had something to do with it. China's pretty sketchy. Now, after it was determined that Flight 370 had turned to the west shortly after the transponder was switched off, search efforts moved to the Strait of Malacca in the Andaman Sea. On March 15th, a week after the plane had disappeared, the satellite contact was disclosed. Analysis of the signal could not locate the plane precisely, but did determine that the plane might have been anywhere on two arcs, one stretching from Java southward into the Indian Ocean southwest of Australia and the other stretching northward across Asia from Vietnam to Turkmenistan. The search area was then expanded to the Indian Ocean, southwest of Australia on the southern arc, in Southeast Asia, western China, the Indian subcontinent, and Central Asia on the northern arc. On March 24th, Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak announced that, based on analysis of the final signals, Inmarsat, which was the satellite company, and UK Air Accidents Investigation Branch AAIB had concluded that the flight crashed in a remote part of the Indian Ocean 1,500 miles southwest of Australia. I'm not sure how they determined that if no one saw it. I mean, maybe just because of the way they know the currents are going, and I have no idea, honestly. Because they weren't keeping track of it, the transponder was switched off, the satellite only picked it up, for a certain amount of time, so I'm not sure how they would have found that. Now, it was extremely unlikely that anyone on board survived if it had crashed into the ocean. Now, the search for wreckage was obstructed by the remote location of the crash site. Beginning on April 6th, an Australian ship detected several acoustic pings, possibly from the Boeing 777's black box, about 1,200 miles northwest of Perth, Western Australia. Further analysis by the AAIB of the INMARSAT data also found a partial signal from the plane at 8.19am consistent with the location of the acoustic pings, the last of which were heard on April 8th. If the signals were from Flight 370, the flight recorder was likely at the end of its battery life. Further searches were conducted using a robotic submarine. However, the pings had been spread over a wide area, the submarine found no debris, and tests found that a faulty cable in the acoustic equipment could have produced the pings. In the weeks following Flight 370's disappearance, theories ranged from the mechanical failure to pilot suicide. The loss of the a cars and transponder signals spurred ongoing speculation about some form of hijacking, but no individual or group claimed responsibility, and it seemed unlikely that hijackers would have flown the plane into the southern Indian Ocean. The fact that the signals had likely been switched off from inside the aircraft suggested suicide by one of the crew, but nothing suspicious was found in the behavior of the captain, the first officer, or the cabin crew prior to the flight. The first piece of debris was not found until over a year later, until July ninth, 2015, when the right-wing flapperon was discovered on a beach in the French island of Réunion, about 37 kilometers, 2,300 miles west of the Indian Ocean area that was being searched by Australian authorities. Over the next year and a half, 26 more pieces were found on the shores of Tanzania, Mozambique, South Africa, Madagascar, and Mauritius. Okay, just real quick. Mozambique is a really cool name, and it's spelled cool too. M-O-Z-A-M-B-I-Q-U-E, Mozambique. Now, there is a funnier name, in africa i believe it's a city it's called Djibouti. that's a funny name let's be honest now three of the 27 pieces were positively identified as coming from flight 370 and 17 were thought to have likely come from the plane two pieces came up from the cabin interior suggesting that the plane had broken up but whether the plane broke up in the air or on impact with the ocean could not be determined Study of the Reunion Wing flapron and a piece of the right wing flap found in Tanzania showed that the plane had not undergone a controlled descent. That is, the plane had not been guided to a water landing. Because experienced pilots, well all pilots actually, I guess they're all experienced if they have to go to flight school. If they're going in for a water landing, they kind of like level out and kind of coast into the water and everyone has life vests and stuff underwater. Uh, not underwater. <laughs> under their seats. So this shows that this helps the fact that people think it was a pilot suicide because they would have coasted into the water if it if it if they were going in for an emergency landing. The debris locations were used to narrow the search in the Indian Ocean since some possible crash sites would have been unlikely to produce debris that would have drifted to Africa. The governments of malaysia australia and china called off the search for flight 370 in january 2017. an american company ocean infinity received permission from the malaysian government to continue searching until may 2017 when the malaysian transport ministry announced that it would call off that search in july 2018 the malaysian government issued its final report on flight 370's disappearance Mechanical malfunction was deemed extremely unlikely, and the change in flight path likely resulted from manual inputs, but the investigators were never able to determine why Flight 370 disappeared. Now, I have presented the evidence to you, and you are completely able to draw your own conclusion, whether it was a mechanical failure, a suicide, or a hijacking, or something else. I mean, I'm sure some people think it's aliens. I, no offense, I think that's a terrible theory. But, I mean, you can think what you want. So, thank you for listening to this week's episode about Malaysian Flight 370. And we hope to see you next week on our episode about the Easter Island Heads. Thank you for listening.